You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Good morning. The scripture lesson this morning is from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, using the common English Bible translation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The lightness shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, He authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The Word became flesh and made His home among us. We have been seen His glory, glory like that of the Father, only the Son, full of grace and truth. The Word of God for the people of God. Be to God. Thank you, Jean, for reading our scripture lesson this morning. Throughout the season of Advent, we heard from the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, telling us about the events that led up to the birth of Jesus. Last week on Christmas Eve, we heard the story from Luke, telling the amazing birth story of how Christ entered the world in Bethlehem. Our scripture lesson this morning is from the Gospel of John, and it also tells that same story of the birth of Christ. But it sounds really different than what we heard last week from the Gospel of Luke. You see, the first two Gospel writers were telling us about the human part of who Jesus is. But but John focuses on the divine, eternal Christ. And so the story that we just heard Jean read for us focuses on the divine Christ becoming human and the man that we know as Jesus. Now, many people think that Christ is the last name of Jesus, but it isn't. It is both a name and a title. Reverend Richard Rohr wrote an excellent book called The Universal Christ, because he wants you to meet this eternal Christ, that word or logos, the Christ who always existed, even back at the very beginning of time in creation. This is the eternal Christ who becomes incarnate, in the man that we call Jesus of Nazareth. 
And it is the Christ who is still alive and at work today and being revealed to us through the continued power of the Holy Spirit. This is the eternal Christ who we encounter in our gospel lesson from John. Seven years ago, the Reverend Dr. Will Gaffney, an Episcopal priest, womanist scholar, seminary professor, she published a powerful sermon on this text. It is one that moved my heart, and it's what I want to share with you now. Dr. Gaffney wrote, In the beginning, those words mark the beginning of the story of our faith. In the beginning, God. At the birth of all things, when nothing yet was birth, there was God pregnant with all of creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke and the cosmos was born in light. It was to this story that John turned to explain the magnitude of Jesus's birth. The only story that could partner with it, the birth of the earth and all that we can see and even more that we cannot. John looked back at the world's birth story and saw a different trinity, the word, light, and life. All three had been present at the dawn of creation and were present in the man that he knew as Jesus, the man he'd grown up with and played with and perhaps even fought with as his cousin. John is telling us who Jesus is, and for him, the manger story is not enough. It's not big enough. It's not grand enough. Jesus is nothing less than the word of God in human flesh. The word that spoke creation into being. The promise and the promises of God. The teachings, the judgments, the warnings, the revelation of God. All in a mortal human body. God is the eternal light from the dawn of creation. And this shows up in Jesus. And Jesus shines a light so bright that there is no darkness, no matter how long or deep the shadows will be that could ever extinguish that light. Jesus is life itself, life that transcends death. John's Jesus is the place where heaven and earth meet. John's Jesus transcends time and space. And that's a good thing. Because we are a time-traveling church. This week, the baby Jesus is just seven days old. On his way to Jerusalem, where his mother will make her childbirth offering, and he will be circumcised on the eighth day. Think of the weariness of his mother. She has traveled from her home in Nazareth to her home in Bethlehem while nine months pregnant. It was 70 miles as the crows fly. And then after this long journey, she gave birth. And then she had to travel seven more miles so that Jesus could be circumcised. Jesus, in a year, will be living with his mother in a little house somewhere. It's not quite clear what's happened to Joseph. The sages and scholars are traveling there to see the king They are there to celebrate the one that they have brought gifts to share. Now we assume there are three kings, but that's really, there are just three gifts. It doesn't actually say how many kings there were, but at Epiphany, we celebrate the arrival of these kings and the gifts that they bring. 
They followed the star. At Epiphany, we celebrate their arrival, but then Epiphany also jumps us forward to the baptism of Jesus. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is more adult than child. John's trinity of living word, unending light, and the one who is eternal life is good news for all of us. It's good news in a world in which death is not always welcome or a gentle embrace. It is good news that is framed in the stark language of light and dark, of shadow and glory. It's far too easy for us as Americans to hear those words through our history of race and racism. We are taught from a young age that everything light and white is good and everything dark and black is bad. Even when we're not thinking about it, it is imprinted in the back of our minds. Race is always in the room for us. But it wasn't for John. It wasn't for Jesus. It wasn't in their world. Identity mattered whether you were Greek or Jew, slave or free, man or woman, but not the shade of brown in your skin because most skin was brown in Israel. Even the Roman legions were largely brown and black, having been filled with conscripts from Asia and Africa. The mystic Howard Thurman taught us that somewhere between the light and the darkness, between the shadow and the glory, there is a space that he called the luminous darkness. Others have called it radiant blackness. Think of the night sky, the sky spangled with stars or the sheen on a black silk or satin or the glow of beautiful ebony skin. In the age of Black Lives Matter, I invite you to take another look at the light and the darkness and see them on their own terms. In the beginning, before God created light, there was darkness. We're so often afraid of the dark, but God is not. Darkness is a creative space to God. Out of darkness, God created everything that is, including light. I like to think that light and dark are not in conflict, but in balance. Dr. Gaffney wrote that perhaps it's because she had recently seen Star Wars, The Fourth Awakens, that she was thinking in good and bad, light and dark, God and evil, those polar opposites. But let's start with those ideas. The devil is not God's equal. God does not have any competition. Even life and death are not opposites. We are born to die and we die to life. We pass through death and we live again in eternity. We are called to a mature faith in a complex world where there is more than just light and dark, black and white shadow. There is indeed so many shades. There are so many colors and vibrancy in this world. Darkness and light coexist. There is always shadow. There are limitations in what we can see as humans. Because of our blindness, Christ has come. Christ has come to bring a light that no darkness will overcome. And it allows us to see the light in all other people. This world is filled with shadow. We have seen those shadows over and over again. We see them in scripture, the story of the killing of the babies by Herod. We have seen this in scripture, but we have seen it lived out. 
in the time of the Crusades, in the killing of so many people through genocide in nation after nation, in so many places here today in this world. There is war and there is strife and there is what we call the darkness of humanity into this painful world. Sweet little baby Jesus born so tender and mild. He was born under this shadow of death. Every year at Christmas, families grieve the loss of loved ones who were there the Christmas before, but who are not here now. In many places, the church will proclaim Merry Christmas and we will ignore the dark and hurting shadows that we carry within us. As we light candles, as we wrap our trees, as we illumine the world with beautiful candles and lights, we forget sometimes that Christmas has always been touched by the shadow of death. But as we proclaim that light and life of Christ transforms death, we remember that death is not the end. Death does not have the final word. Death is everywhere, but it is a transition into life. We celebrate that Christ has come into this world, this eternal Christ who has come to bring life and light and the word. God became flesh, human born. God became a human to live and to die and to live again. God became flesh and dwelled among us. God was like us in Jesus. God was mortal in that body. And then God defeated death. We pray that we can follow this path of Christ. That even as we walk in the shadows of the valley of death in this life, we know that there is life to come because there is light and love eternal. This is the season of hope and peace and joy and light. Our days are getting longer in this hemisphere. Light is literally filling the world on our side of it. The 12 days of Christmas are days of light. The feast of Epiphany, which is coming next week, is a feast of light. And we celebrate that the light has come into this world through the Logos, through the Word, the Word that has brought the light. When in the beginning in Genesis, the first thing God did was to create light out of darkness. Mary's child was born and brought more light into this world. Each of us has become a light bearer through our professions of faith. By becoming part of the family of God, we bear the light of God within us. How do we nurture the flame of our faith? We nurture it through prayer and worship through the opportunities that we have to serve others and share the light of God. The light of God lives in us and we share this light with those we serve. There is no shadow that cannot be overcome by the holy light of God. The light that will shine through the ages. As we remember on the day of creation that God created light, it is this light that lives in us. And so let the light of Christ shine in and through you until the ends of the earth, until the end of time. For it is the eternal Christ who has come and who remains with us now. And for this, we give thanks to God. Amen.